With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
and me here now. Welcome to our Tuesday night broadcast. This is Prayer International Radio. I'm your co-host, Sean Holmberg. We'll be joined later by Christopher Herzog. Um, two hours prayer, worship, the Word of God. Um, our call in number tonight is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for absolutely anything, please don't hesitate to give us a call. If you can't make it to a phone, you can always email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com and we'll um, get to your prayers on air. So, uh, yeah, okay. Um, so we're going to start off praying. Father, we trust you in everything. Lord God, we come before you asking that your will would be done, Jesus, in this broadcast for the next two hours, Lord, that your will would be magnified in our lives, Father, that the name of Jesus Christ would be glorified. Father, um, Linda's husband, um, one of our listeners in the show, um, her husband lost a sister recently, Father. Father, most of us can't even begin to understand, but you do. You know exactly where he's at, where his heart is, how he feels, Lord. So, Father, I pray that you would give him wisdom, Lord. Give him discernment, Father. Let him see this whole situation through your eyes, Lord. Bring to him peace that surpasses all understanding. Joy that is inexpressible and full of glory, Lord. At your presence, Father, at your plan and your will being done, Lord. Father, be his comforter, Holy Spirit. Fill him with your presence, Lord. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um... Usually if you hear me pause for a while, that's me listening or attempting to listen. It doesn't always work like that, but I try. Um, it's interesting. Um, I don't even know if that's the right, right word because people die. Um, but he's always a help in the time of need. And, um, you know, everything in life, regardless of what it is, um, always comes down to our perspective on things, um, trying to obtain the heart of the Lord, trying to get his perspective, his opinion, his thoughts on different situations, um, knowing that we always will have questions about why things happen, and, and we know everything is in his timing. Um, the Bible says every man is appointed once to die, and after that, the judgment. Um but it's hard. It's hard when people die. I lost my own mother. What seems what was just a few months ago, and um, you, know, you you always wonder. Um, but it's only through the presence of God. Um, the Bible says that there's peace in the presence of the Lord. Um, what I think it says that. Um, 
know, wow, um, to pass from death to life, to be able to stand before the King of the Kings and the Lord of Lords, to stand before the Majesty on high, to enter in into eternity and into the joy of the Lord. I can just imagine that his sister has already been to that place where she stands before him. And he says, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. And we'll all be there someday. Um, all of us will stand before him. And he'll say one thing or another. And the real question is, when we get up there, will we know him? Will we really, really know him? Um Sort of left like speechless at the moment. Um, it's devastating. It really is. Uh, I have a twin brother, which I probably have never mentioned on the, the broadcast, and I um, couldn't even possibly conceive what would happen if he passed on from this world to the next. Because um, I'm still not even sure that he's actually saved yet. But, you know, the Bible says that you and your household shall be saved. And sometimes it's a matter of standing on the promises of God, even when you don't see anything positive going on or you don't really see what's happening. Um, you know, it reminds me um, of a scripture where Jesus healed a man and he healed his eyes and his ears because he was blind and deaf. And, you know, sometimes we focus a lot on our ears, hearing the Word of God, getting the right, um, putting the Word of God in us so we can hear the voice of the Father. Um, but a lot of times we also need to concentrate on our eyes, actually being able to see things through His perspective, see things through His eyes, to go up into a higher place, into a heavenly realm, where we can see our lives, not through our own senses, but through his, to see what his heart is on a matter. Um, because, you know, it says the Lord sees the heart, um, and he sees things that we don't. Um, we know, we all know the Bible says that his ways are higher than our ways, and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Um, but it applies not just to death and life. Um, it doesn't just apply to healing. It applies to everything. Um, the Bible says... And I know we say this scripture a lot, but the Bible says a man will plan his ways and the Lord directs his steps. And it says the steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. And ordered pretty much means they're established, they're put together, they're shaped and formed and fashioned and straightened out. And, you know, me and Chris were talking before the broadcast about because um, we've both been having some challenging financial times recently and we were talking about having a different perspective on um, those things um, you know we both work full time we both have families um, we don't really we don't make anything off the broadcast every penny that we ever get um, or that ever comes in goes directly to paying all the expenses for the broadcast and the website. Um, so when I talk about finances, it's about me and him and our, our personal jobs and trust in the Lord. And, um, you know, it's interesting because something that 
we talked about tonight was that it's sometimes to your advantage to go through trials. Sometimes it's to your advantage to, to have the obstacles. Um, because when it comes to a place that you don't know an answer, and when it comes to a place that you can't do anything else but trust the Lord, um, having done all the stand you stand, is the place where he can be glorified as a place. Because, you know, we constantly worry, and usually about how to pay your bills and how to pay your finances, but it's usually when you get to the point of worrying, the reason you're worrying is you're still assuming that all of a sudden that you're in control and that you have the responsibility and that there's somehow you're going to be able to do something out of your abilities to fix or remedy a situation or to come up with some miracle. But in reality, there's no reason to worry because it's not your responsibility to provide for you. It's his because he's the provider, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God, our provider. And, um, you know, Jesus said, don't worry about what you're going to eat or what you're going to wear. For the Father knows all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will have to be added unto you. And it's about entering into the rest of the Lord. It's about entering into a place where you realize that every moment of every day of your life is his. You give him your heart. You give him your soul. You give him everything. You trust him with your eternal soul. Um and you have faith to believe that he died on the cross, rose from the dead. And, you know, sometimes it seems we, we say that, we believe that, and we trust him in that, and we trust our lives to him. But then when it comes to the simple things like our finances, then it's like, okay, well, the Lord did all that, so this, I'm on my own, which is completely not true. Because the same Father who provided for your salvation also provides for everything else, like any father would. Um you know, um, I have five, four kids, and, um, you know, there's not any needs they would have that I wouldn't take care of. It's not like they would have some needs over here, and I'll get those needs, but not not that one over there. I'm, I'm too busy. And the Lord is never too busy. He's never too weak. He's never too powerless. He's never too anything to not handle the situation, to not be trusted with everything. Um he says, I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly, and we barely have begun to trust him with our life, let alone to trust him with the abundantly part. And so we were talking about, you know, like, you get to a place um, where you can't do anything else, and that's when the time of worship and the time of praise and the time of rejoicing actually comes in. Usually it's the time we all start freaking out and start worrying and start stressing out. It's like, oh, God, what are we going to do? Lord, please help me, help me, help me. But in reality, all we really have to do at that moment is to come before him and thank him and rejoice in who he is. And letting the knowledge, our knowledge of the Lord, knowing that he's Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God, our provider. Knowing that the word of God declares that he will provide for us. You know, David said in the Psalms, I... I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor is he begging for bread. And so, knowing that he is the provider, the only thing left is what our perspective is of our situation, knowing that. Are we going to worry that he's not going to come through? 
or that we're not going to be able to do it. And you know, usually when you're worrying that you're not going to be able to do something, or that you're not going to, or that you're not going to be able to pay some bill, it's usually at the point where you've taken control of the situation and you've taken ownership of the situation away from the Lord and you've taken it upon yourself. Because if you don't own the situation and if you've handed everything over to the Lord, then there's no reason to worry because it's out of your hands. Sometimes we hold on to things too much because um, humanly, I guess, um, we want to be in control. We want to have some clue what's going on. We want to know where every, how everything is going to work and how all the pieces are going to fit. But um, the bad news is we're not going to always get that. The good news is he knows the answer. He knows where you're at. He knows where you need the blessing at. He knows where the provision at. Usually it's right when you need it. Never early, never late, but right on time. Because it's always in the Lord's timing. And, you know, the Bible says the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be complete and lacking nothing. And sometimes... The testing of our faith produces patience is needed so we can develop the trust in the Lord, that we can walk this life worry-free and without fear. The Bible says that he has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You know, we, we sometimes we grasp the power part, um, and we sometimes struggle with the love part. And then the sound mind part is the part of entering into the rest of the Lord, realizing that you're no longer responsible for yourself because you don't belong to yourself anymore. You belong to him. And not only do our souls belong to him and our spirits belong to him, but our heart, our souls, our minds, our body, everything. The Bible says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, everything we are. Everything we have, every possession we have belongs to him. And everything we have and everything about us and every gift and every talent that he's placed inside of us is to be used for his glory, for his will to be done in this earth. And so it's to his benefit and for his glory to be magnified in your life and to provide in your life because he has a vested interest in your life because you're his children. And he wants to bless you. He wants to lavish his affection on you. He wants to provide for you. But sometimes we won't let him do that because we want to hold on to those things because we don't want to let go of some of the things we worry about because we don't trust him enough to deal with it. And we think if we take our eyes off of it that somehow it won't, the issue won't get resolved when it won't get resolved anyways if we don't turn it over to the Lord. Um, I think sometimes we back ourselves into our own we back our own selves into a corner because we at times will prevent the Lord from being glorified because we try to take the glory away from him without even realizing it. It's one of the things I was telling Chris earlier tonight is that you know it's 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 better that you get to a place of your inability to handle something whether it's someone being healed, whether it's a bill that needs to be paid, whether it's a relationship issue. Because when you get to the point that you've gone as far as you can go and you can't go any further, all you can do is stand there 
and watch and be glorified in this situation. His word says, my strength is sufficient and my grace is made perfect in your weakness. But if we don't ever get to the place where we need his strength and we don't ever get to the place where we need his grace, then he doesn't have the ability to work in our lives in those situations. And so it's better to turn everything over to him, to get to a place where you you come to an impasse where you can't, you, you don't know what's going on, you don't know what's on the other side of the mountain, but you see the mountain and then you just trust the Lord. You know, in the Old Testament, there's a story of the children of Israel going out to battle and they're on top of the mountain and there's this huge, massive army that's coming out to slaughter them. They're outnumbered by an innumerable army and they're getting up there prepared to fight, prepared to die. And the Lord says, wait, the battle's not yours, it's mine. And so the Lord told them just to worship, just to praise him, just to rejoice in who he is. And then the Lord took care of the army, and they just got to stand there in the presence of the Lord, watching him be glorified. And so sometimes we, as children of God in the days we live in, need to do the same thing. Sometimes we need to let go, enter into the rest of the Lord, enter in, into the peace that surpasses all understanding, turn our eyes and our focus away from the situations that we're dealing with, and turn our eyes and our focus onto Him. And continue to walk the walk of faith with our eyes focused on him and not on the situations around us. Because then he'll be glorified. He can be glorified in those situations and you're not even worrying about it. You're not paying attention to the situation. So what if there's a bill coming up? He'll take care of it. This person needs to get healed. Let's pray for them and then let go. Trust the Lord. I have this person who's not saved. Let's intercede for him. Let's pray for him. Let's trust the Lord. And then let him do what he's going to do. Because, you know, the multitude of preaching of persuasive words will never lead one person to the Lord Jesus Christ. Because the Bible says it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. It's only when the Holy Spirit works on their hearts. And I'm not saying we shouldn't preach the gospel. We should, because that's where the seed is planted. But that's as far as it does, because we plant the seed through our words, and then he waters the words. And then he brings the increase, he brings the rain. And then the harvest comes after that. But 90% of the work isn't done by us, it's done by him. Anyway, um, this is Prayer International Radio. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for something, give us a call. And we'll be back in just a second. Lord, we say, How lovely is your dwelling place. O Lord Almighty, for my Hear my heart is that 
that's your prayer tonight. One thing I and I want to just to see, to see your beauty, to find you in the place your glory
International Radio, and we're uh, up the 11 o'clock hour, and we're going till midnight tonight, and we're just praising God, you know, speaking to nations, shouting to the corners of the earth, to be open and free to the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're just thankful to be able to join in with, you know, the, the people that are worshiping even though that's a pre-recorded track. Listen, that's more than just a song, more than just a recording. That's a declaration. That's a proclamation over the nations. That's a proclamation to the quarters of the earth, really to be open. So we join our hearts. We join in agreement. Whenever we praise and pray during that song, it really just opens up the heavens. It really opens things up. Praise God. Well, let's just give God some glory, give God some praise. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just give you all the glory, and we thank you that we're free. Father, we just give you all the praise, Jesus, and we speak to those nations right now. We thank you for Jerusalem, Father. We pray the peace of God over Jerusalem. Pray that you would open up Jerusalem to the gospel of Jesus Christ, open up Israel, Open up the Middle East, Father, we pray for Iran, Pakistan. Father, we pray, Lord God, for even those Muslim nations, Father, to be opened up to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you that you're pouring out your glory in India. Father, we thank you that you're raising up a revival in India. Father, we thank you, Lord God that you're raising up your standard. Father, we just give you all the glory, Lord God, that you're pouring out over the earth like the waters cover the sea with your glory. Father, bless Australia right now, Father. Bless and bring a mighty revival. Bring a shaking and a quaking, Lord God, to Australia spiritually, Lord God, that would just release the fire of God. Lord, right now, Father, we just pray that you would move in Alaska. Father, pour out your glory in Alaska. Father, we ask, Lord God, your blessing on our nation. Father, we just ask, Lord God, that you would just put your mighty hand on our nation, have mercy on our nation. Father, that you would cover the hearts and minds and the lives of men, women, Teenagers in our land, Lord, that do not know you, that you'd reveal yourself to them, Father, that you'd turn them to your ways, that you'd help them to pray, help them to believe, and fill them with the Holy Spirit, Lord God, raise up a generation of character, Lord, men and women that would have character, Father, work in us, Father, all of us, work in your people to have character, Father, to have integrity, Father to begin to exhibit Christ in every area of their lives. Father, help us, Lord. And Father, we just thank you, Lord God, that you're pouring out of our nation. You're raising up a standard. You're causing men and women to pray and to cry out. 
Father, we just ask, Lord God, pour out your spirit. Save family, save households, heal body, free up tormented minds and those that have anxieties and fears, Lord, bring peace. Father, we just thank you, Lord, turn every heart to you, turn every mind to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, praise God. We're going to go into a praise break. I love praise breaks. <laughs> it's always good to praise the Lord. You know, that's how we get in his presence. You're not going to come in any other way. First, by the blood of the Lamb. And then worshiping him. God inhabits the praises of his people. Praise God.
Tell him how good he is where you're at. Just lift it up. Thank you, God. We celebrate you tonight.
This is Prayer International. We're back and just taking more time. Love to praise the Lord. You know, just like that song says, He is worth it all. You know, He is worth it all. You know, the Bible says, Consider it pure joy, brothers, whenever you face fiery trials, because you know that this present darkness that we face right now, this present suffering that we deal with, the circumstances we face, is nothing. Compared to the glory that's in heaven. We just praise God. Yeah, the Bible says we go from faith to faith and glory to glory. And that means just as you have an ever increasing faith, just as your faith and your trust and your reliance on God grows, you should have a deeper awareness of His presence a deep awareness of his tangible, manifested presence. And you should know wherever you go, your God is with you. You know, God has a way of revealing himself and, and, uh, how should I say, uh, reassuring us 
Bible says that we have the, de- the deposit of the Holy Spirit as a guarantee of our inheritance, as a guarantee of our salvation. God has put his spirit on the inside of us. Kind of interesting. See, Jesus even said, the kingdom is within you. Greater is the Holy Spirit within you than he that is in the world. And that spirit, the Holy Spirit, is there to lead us, to guide us, to nurture us, to sustain us, to heal us. And as we grow in an understanding of God and an awareness that he's with us and among us, then that tangible manifested presence will grow. Now, that's not to say that obedience and uh, purity do not play into the situation, because they definitely do. But along with that, you have to have an awareness and an understanding of who he is. You see, the Bible says, they that know their God shall be strong, and do great exploits. Well, where does that strength come from? That strength comes from being with him, being in his presence, being saturated with him. Where do the exploits come from? Well, we know that Jesus said the same spirit that raised him from the dead dwells in us. And the exploits the exploits are produced a product of the Holy Spirit. It's not us. I mean, yeah, we God uses vessels, God uses people, God uses men and women throughout. Genesis all the way to Revelation to do his bidding, to do things for him, whether they were speaking and declaring, proclaiming the words of God to the people, or whether they were gathering animals in an ark, or whether they were building a wall around Jerusalem. Or maybe just a handful of fishermen that were gathered by the sea that were turned into some of the greatest preachers that the Bible ever records. See, the word says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That means what he was doing in the Old Testament, what he was doing in the New Testament, he has not stopped. And now this is your season. This is your time. This is your moment to encounter the living God, to experience his plan and his purpose for your life. See, he wants you to be someone that he can write about. He wants you to be somebody that he could maybe one day record down in a book. Actually, he's recording it in a book. That book is called The Lamb's Book of Life. In fact, it's not only being recorded, it's been recorded. See, the Bible says from the foundations of the earth, God foreordains us. He knew us before we were even in our parents' thoughts. 
think about uh, even before we were a thought in the earth, we were a thought in heaven. And even before we were a thought in heaven, we were a thought in the mind of God. You see, God knows us even better than we know ourselves. Do you know how many hairs are on your head? I don't know how many hairs are on my head. I know considerably a lot less than there were last year. But see, God knows. God knows. He knows us. He knows our frame. He knows that we're but dust. He knows us inside and out. In fact, the word says, where can we hide? Where can we gather that we can flee from his presence? And it's not that God asks that question because he doesn't know the answer. He knows. There's nowhere that we can go that we can flee from the presence of God. There's nowhere that we can go where God is not constantly pursuing and drawing and, and trying to lead us into his paths of righteousness. See, he's a good shepherd. Psalm 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. That means you'll lack nothing. That word I shall not want means you won't have lack. And we need to begin to cry out and pray and and propose our situations to God who wants to constantly give and provide and take care of his children. Just like a shepherd would take care of a sheep or a father would take care of his children. And even better than any earthly father could ever take care of their children. Listen, God says, even when your mother and your father forsake you, I will lift you up. I will lift you up. I will be there for you. I will strengthen you. That's what he says. So trust him. Reach out to him. Begin to call upon him while he is near and ask him. See, he says, look, and you'll hear this. So Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. And in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. You have to trust him with all your heart. Trust him with everything in your life. Trust him with even the secret things in your heart. And then go a step further and don't lean on your own understanding. Don't try to do it your way because guess what? Guess what? Your ways are not God's ways. His ways are higher than your ways. And his thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And there's ways that seem right to a person. But God says the end of it's death. The end of it's destruction. See, when we sow the flesh, we reap corruption. But when we sow the spirit, we reap life everlasting. And see, God says, I've got paths of righteousness for my name's sake, Psalm 23, that I will spread a table before you in the presence of your enemies, and I will anoint your head with oil. Surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life, and you'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. But see, he leads us in paths of righteousness. He's God. A path. 
The steps of a righteous man are ordered to the Lord. And if you're following a spirit, those that are sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. So we must begin to be sensitive and be led by the Spirit of God. It's part of the brand. It's part of the deal. See, on that day, many will come to him and say, Lord, look what we did in your name. Oh, we fed the poor. We healed the sick. We did this and that. And he'll say, depart from me, for I never need. See, there's many people with good intentions. See, we, we have to have God intentions. We have to have what God intended for us. We have to have God's plan for our lives. Because, see, he, there's there's no second best with God. He's He's got a perfect plan. He says, I know the thoughts I have for you, declares the Lord. See, he makes a declaration. It's not just a, just a little ditty. It's a declaration. And the declaration is actually a defined term that outlines something, just like the Declaration of Independence. So when God makes a declaration of your life, it's defining who you are. It's defining what you will become. It's defining what you can and will accomplish and will accomplish if you're following the Spirit of God. See, he says, if you're in me, God says, I'm in you to learn to do of my good pleasure. But, see, that's just it. He's in you to will. He gives you the will. And he's in you to do of his good pleasure, not just your good pleasure. Although, if you seek first his kingdom, he'll give you all those added things. He'll give you the desires of your heart. So trust in the Lord with all your heart. And don't lean on your own understanding. And then in all your ways, all your ways, even the good ones, the bad ones, the ugly ones, even the secret ones. Trust in the Lord with all your ways. And don't lean on understanding and he shall direct your path and there's the steps of a righteous man or woman order to the Lord see he directs he leads us in paths of righteousness why? for his namesake for his glory for his glory see everything that happens in your life has a purpose and God will turn it around to bad. And then the good, there's no need to turn it around because it's already good. But he'll use it for his glory. And if you'll get the right attitude and the right mindset, even about the, the ugly things in your life, and you ask God, God, turn this around for the good. Turn this around for, for my good. Turn this around for your glory, Lord. And you'll begin to trust him. He'll direct your paths so that can be accomplished. See, he has to direct your paths so those things can happen in your life. But if you're not being sensitive to the way he's leading you, then some of those things might not get accomplished. So we have to be sensitive to the voice of the Lord. We have to be sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. 
See, he says, my sheep hear my voice. I know my sheep and they know me. And if you know your shepherd, then he says, my sheep hear my voice. And the voice of the stranger will they not follow. You were never made to follow a stranger's voice. You are never made to go down paths that God never intended for you to go. The problem is, is we listen to those lying voices, those little foxes. See, the Bible says the little foxes destroy the vine. They destroy the wine that's in the cluster. It's sometimes the little things, the subtle things. Just like the serpent came into the garden subtle, more subtle than any other creature. And he slithered his way into the minds, slithered his way into the doctrine and the, the established covenant that God had with Adam and Eve, and he began to try to unravel it a little bit, just make it look like it wasn't really what God said. Oh, maybe God, oh, did God really say that? Well, God didn't really say if you eat of the fruit, you will surely die. Because he knows if you eat of it, you will be like him. See, that's how the enemy does. He he de- distracts us just a little bit. He derails us just a little bit. Because it doesn't take a lot to derail a train off a train track. Just a little debris on a track. Just a little you know, bolt unbolted. And you know, it can just change the course of things. And see, that's how the enemy works in. You see, the Bible says he's the father of lies, and we're not to be ignorant of the devil's devices. God says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge, and Paul even said, be not ignorant, brethren. For the enemy seeks it out like a rolling lion, seeking whom he may devour. When something devours your life, it, it consumes it. And that's how the devil wants to be. He wants to consume your He wants to consume your attention, consume your thoughts, consume your words, consume your energy. But see, if you'll give it to God, God will multiply it back to you. He says, give and it shall be given, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. It's just a principle. If you give in to God your time, guess what? He'll multiply your time. He says, I'll redeem the time. If you'll give God your, your, your body, he says, wait on the Lord and he will strengthen you and he'll mount you up like wings of eagles. You'll run and not be weary. You'll walk and not faint. Why? Because the Holy Spirit can quicken your mortal body. If you give God your mouth, He says, I'll use it for my glory. Don't worry about what you're going to say. I'll put the words in it. If you give God your mind, guess what? He'll let this mind be in you, the same mind that be in Christ. And it'll give you the ability to even cast down the vain imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. How do you do that? 
Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why? How? Washing it with the word of God. Washing it. Allowing God's words to breathe and, and pour over your mind. See, Jesus said you have whatever you say. But whatever is in your heart is going to come out. So you have to hide his word in your heart so that he becomes the first in your life and you don't sin against him. So let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just thank you, Father, for your word. I thank you for your word that you speak. It doesn't return void. It accomplishes whatever you send it out to do, whatever you purpose to do, Lord. And, Father, we just thank you that you're speaking and declaring over our lives and over the lives of every man, every woman, every person listening tonight. Father, they would hear your voice speaking to them. They would be like those sheep. Even though, even the one that might have wandered astray, that left the 99, Lord, you, you said you'd go after that one. Just to get them, even the one. Father, we call out even to the one. Father, even to the one that's running, even to the one that's running from their calling, even to the one that's running from their home or their family or their spouse or their Assignment. We call out to that one. Father, as you stand there, just like the loving father that received the prodigal when he ran from you and he squandered every blessing that you gave him, but yet you just loved him and you brought him back in and you put a robe over him to clothe his nakedness and his shame and so he wouldn't be exposed to the world. And you put a ring on the, on his finger, Lord, to the prodigal son, and you gave him back his name, gave him back his authority, gave him back his his right as your son. And then you put shoes on his feet, Father, to keep him from stumbling, to keep him from hurting himself, to keep him from even stubbing his toe or, or walking in the places he shouldn't have walked. You blessed his walk. You blessed his feet. Father, you're doing that for us, Father. You're doing that for that one, Lord, that, that's wandered away. You're doing that for the, the one that's running from their assignment, and you're turning their feet around. You're turning their authority around. You're putting that ring on their finger and giving them their authority back to go forward and go in your house and and have your life and have your bidding. So, Father, clothe us and clothe every man and woman with Christ Jesus tonight. Clothe them with humility tonight. Put the full armor of God on them tonight so they can stand as a victorious warrior. And Father, shake them up, Lord God, that the fire of God would be shot up in their bones to the point of holding them accountable, holding them to you. Lord, put a passion and a desire to hunger in their hearts to please you, to serve you, to love you. And to be motivated and moved by you and you alone. Jesus, I thank you for the blood you shed so we could experience your Holy Spirit, experience your life, experience your love. So, Father, I just pray, Lord, your will be done, Lord, and your kingdom come tonight. 
You would bless every person. Father, as we worship, as we praise you. Just touch every person tonight. Lord, we say, How lovely is your dwelling place. O Lord Almighty,
Uh, praise God, we're back. And this is Prayer International Radio. Just uh, praising the Lord. Call number 619-638-8458. Website is www.prayerinternational.org. And you can email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. Taking prayer requests and just comments, whatever concerns. Well, you know, when you feel like giving up, just begin to praise the Lord. Realize, look, you're made partakers of Christ. And if you hold to the beginning of your confession, we'll keep you steadfast unto the end. Second Timothy four eighteen says, And the Lord will deliver you from every evil work. He will preserve you unto his heavenly kingdom, to whom be glory forever and ever. So when you feel like giving up, Look, just begin not to cast away your confidence. Just begin to seek the Lord and consider the Lord. Realize that He's the one to fight your battles for you. He's the one that can see you through. So He's not going to leave you where you're at. He's not going to leave you. He's an ever-present help. In time of trouble, remember Second Thessalonians three three says, "But the Lord is faithful, who shall establish you and keep you from evil." So let the Lord reveal His faithfulness in your life. You know, Galatians tells us to stand fast, therefore, in the liberty. And just as we were talking about freedom and liberty this week, Fourth of July, just begin to stand in your liberty. That Christ has made you free and be not entangled with the yoke of bondage. Don't let the snares of the enemy. That's easy to do. A lot of times we just open up those doors. Just allow the Lord to help you close the doors in your life. Close off the things in your life that are giving place to the enemy. You know, the word says the righteous shall hold on his way and he has clean hands. He who has clean hands will be stronger and stronger. And then to begin to strive for purity and as you're walking into a deeper holiness and consecration with the Lord, the strength of God will begin to rise up and become stronger and stronger. And that was Job 17, verse 9. Praise God. You know, even Jesus prayed for Peter. He said, Peter, I, I pray for you that your faith fell not. And when you are converted, strengthen your brothers. And Christ is in heaven, seated at the right hand of the Father, praying that our faith fell not. Praying that as we turn ourselves to the plan of God, we'll be strengthened. And we'll strengthen our brothers, strengthen our sisters, strengthen those who need to know him. Romans 8, 27 says you're more than conquerors through Christ who loves you. And even if you don't believe, even if you're not faithful, listen, he that abideth is faithful. He cannot deny himself. See, God's faithful when you're not. You feel like you're all alone. Maybe you're feeling shamed or burdened. Maybe you're just fearful or maybe you're just concerned or maybe you're stressed out because of the season of your life. The Bible says cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. 
which Peter talks about. The Old Testament in Psalms says, cast a burden upon the Lord, and he will sustain you. He'll never suffer the righteous to be moved. God, he's a refuge. He's a city of refuge around his people. The eternal God is thy refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. Deuteronomy 33, 27 says, underneath are the everlasting arms. You're resting. If you're in Christ, if you're in the beloved, if you're in God, you're resting in his arms. He's a very present help in time of trouble. He's a refuge in strength, Psalm 46. He'll be a refuge for the oppressed. And they that know his name and put their trust in him, for you, O Lord, has not forsaken them that seek thee. Psalm 9, verse 9 and 10. So begin to seek the Lord. Begin to trust. Let him be the refuge in your life. Let him be the one you run to when all hell breaks loose, when all circumstances oppressing you on every side. See, when you're hard-pressed, the Lord says, you might be cast down but not destroyed. Allow the Lord to sustain you. Allow your soul to wait upon God. Allow your soul to wait upon God. For where comes my help? My help comes from the Lord, maker of the heaven and the earth. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. The word says, like a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those that fear him. And his secrets are with those that fear him. He heals the broken heart. He binds up the wounds. He says, well, I'm with you always, even to the end of the earth. He will not leave you comfortless. But I'll come to you. The Lord is good. He's a stronghold in the day of trouble. And he knoweth them that trust in him. So let not your heart be troubled. Just believe in God. Believe in Jesus. Believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. That they will keep you and sustain you. The one that's able to keep you in the love of God, that sheds the love of Christ in your heart. Who shall separate you from the love of God? Shall tribulation and distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword? For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come, nor height nor depth nor any other creature, shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Begin to make that confession today. Don't let the enemy separate you. Don't let the enemy get a foothold. See, if you'd be willing and obedient, you should eat the good of the land. That's why we all, myself included, have to pray, Father, help us to be obedient. Help us to eat the good of the land. See, but it says, if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with the sword. For the mouth of the Lord is spoken, so we need to pray, God, help us to not be rebellious. Help us to not refuse you, Lord. See, Philippians, I'll give you the New Testament version for all you New Testament believers. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took on the form of a servant, 
was made in the likeness of man and being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. You see, he says, let this mind be in you. That's the key. Have the same attitude that was in Christ Jesus. Imitate Christ. I'll give you another one. Submit yourselves, one to another, in the fear of God. James 4, 7, submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. You want to know why the enemy is messing with your life? You want to know why the enemy won't leave you alone? Submit yourself to God. Submission. He's in charge, not you. You've got to submit to him. And then number two, resist the devil. That means when he comes at you, you tell him no. Resist him. No. And then he will flee from you. Genesis 4, 7. Those aren't my words. That's New Testament. Well, praise God. Well, Father, we just thank you tonight, Lord God, that we don't have to feel lonely. We don't have to feel ashamed. We don't have to feel confused. We don't have to rebel against you, but, Father, we can run to you and not away from you. Father, I just pray, Father, that you would just raise up an awareness of prayer in the hearts of your people. Bless them tonight. Father, we pray your will be done in your kingdom come in their lives and in their families, on their businesses and their ministries and their lives concerning every detail. We just thank you, Lord. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' name. Since far away 
Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.